Season 1, Episode 4. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Technically Speaking Podcast, the podcast for ministry and technology meet. I am your host, Jack Dodgen. And last week, we started talking about what it takes to start a blog. Uh, this was going to be, at the very least, kind of a two-part thing, and we're not really looking so much at the the specifics of what blogging is as much as we are kind of a general overview of, of essentials that you need in order to start a blog. Uh, the first two of our five P's. We'll finish the last three in this episode, but the first two were you need to have purpose and you need to plan ahead in these things. You need to have purpose in the sense that you have to have a reason for the writing that you're doing, both for you and for your readers. If you are a tremendous writer, but you don't have any compelling reason for me to come read your stuff, I'm I'm not going to see it. And it's not because your writing isn't as good as you think it is or, th- or anything like that. that. That may be true. But what's more likely is that I never find your content because you're just writing about whatever. And that's not a compelling reason enough for me to join. Now, if you're specifically writing about this topic or this topic, uh, one of my favorite writers on starttofinish.org uh, is Stephen Hunter. And he writes, uh, I believe, twice a week on various... Uh, historical elements of Christianity. He'll go to the early church fathers. He'll talk about various historical things that occur and all that. I'm interested in that, and I go to see his content, not because he's my favorite writer in the world uh, as far as how he writes, but the content that he puts out, he, he has a purpose behind it. And I have a purpose in going to read it because I know this is what he's going to talk about, and I'm interested in reading on that subject. So that purpose not only helps uh, the, not only helps your potential readership by giving people a, reg- a reason to engage with you, but also helps you when things get busy and you want to kind of shut the blog off for a little while and maybe come back to it when you have more time. If you do not have a good enough purpose for your writing, you're never going to have time for it. Okay, I've. I have taken hiatuses from writing because I lost my purpose and why I was doing those things, and it became really hard to come back. Uh, In fact, the last... uh, I've only just started writing again for about two months there. I had a lot going on here. Uh, I had really kind of a creative drought, and it's not that I wasn't being creative in other areas. I didn't have my purpose. My purpose was lost in the writing that I was doing, and so I had no ideas. And then once I finally stopped and said, okay, I need to get back into this writing. What do I want to accomplish? The ideas started to flow again. I started to get excited about writing again. Uh, And so that purpose not only helps readers come to you, but it also helps you as the writer to stay engaged with what you're doing. Second P we talked about uh, was planning ahead. You need to know, once you know what your purpose is, you need to know, okay, is this a purpose that I can actually spend a lot of time on? Is this kind of a, okay, I have a purpose and I think I can get a few articles out of it. Well, your blog's not going to last very long. We talked about in our application to the last episode, 
actually sitting down and writing out, okay, what are some things that fulfill this purpose that I could talk about? Uh, And writing down a a list of potential articles that you could put out uh, that fulfill that purpose. That is, I, I cannot stress how important planning ahead is. Uh, if you write down and have this list of here's what I want to accomplish, I mean, right now I have that with these podcasts. That doesn't mean I'm I'm not flexible to change those things. Uh, it doesn't mean that more ideas aren't going to pop up. It doesn't mean I'm not going to cross some of those things out. But because I have a list of 20 or 30 or so things right now for podcasts, for technically speaking, I am not concerned when it comes time to get ready to record the next episode because I have so many things to work with. And more ideas come and some go and I record them. I just write them down on this piece of paper. And because of that planning ahead, I'm not stressed out of, okay, I've got to put something out this week. What in the world am I going to talk about? I don't have to worry about that because I've planned ahead. You do that with your blogging. It makes it so much easier to write. You're not stressed about what to talk about. You just think about You can pour all your mind into how am I going to talk about this subject. Uh, It also gives you peace of mind throughout the year to say, okay, I know for the next year I'm going to have this so I can tell people that I will have this blog for at least a year uh, and promote it as such, which we'll talk about later here. Uh, But purpose and planning ahead, you get those two things knocked out and then the the blogging process becomes so much easier for you. Those are two of five qualities you need if you're going to start a blog. We're going to cover the last three today. Uh, If I happen to think of any more, I will revisit this idea as those come to me. Uh, But I think these five are really going to kind of give us everything we need in order to start a blog. So here's the third one. You need to practice. The biggest part of blogging is writing. Uh, If your writing is not very good... People just aren't going to read it. That's not to say that if it is really good, people are just going to flock to it. They still have to find it. We'll talk about that. But your writing needs to be, I I want to say polished, but I'm not sure that that's the right word. Uh, And here's why I say that. You, You need to make sure that grammatical errors, things like that, are not present in your writing. That being said, You don't have to write it in such a kind of polished, journalistic-style writing of things. Uh, I mentioned uh, in the purpose part at the beginning of this, uh, Stephen Hunter. I'm going to use him as an example here. Uh, A lot of his writing is more academic. That's his background. Uh, He's a Ph.D. He's written a lot of research articles and things like that. That is not my background. You go read one of his articles, it's going to be very different from something that I've written. Uh, A lot of the things that I write, it's the way I speak as well. It's conversational. It's trying to get people in. It's uh, trying to be challenging or encouraging. uh, And that's where I tend to slot in. Neither one of those is better than the other. There are going to be some people who don't like his because it's a journalistic style and would rather read mine. There are going to be people who don't like my style and would rather read something like his. That's fine. And you have to face up to, okay, not everybody's going to like the way I write. Whatever style it is that you have, you practice that. You practice your writing. You practice your sentences so that they flow well. You you practice so that when people are reading it, uh, they are excited to move to the next sentence. They're not going up to the top of their screen to click off of your article to go somewhere else. 
We said at the beginning of last week's episode, the statistics of uh, how many posts are being put out every single day. And ultimately, to some degree, you are competing with those people. By which I mean, in the the time that people have, they're not just going to slot you in because you're a good buddy and so I'll read his article even though it's terrible. That's not going to work. You have to make it worth reading, and that's only going to come through practice. Uh, I look back on some of the articles that I put together five years ago, seven years ago. They are absolutely horrible. Uh, I I hate everything about them uh, other than the fact that uh, at the time they accomplished a little good uh, and they were helping me to grow. You're going to have to write some bad articles. And that's okay. Uh, that is how you grow. That's how you write better is by writing terribly. Uh, but the more you do it and the more you stay with it and the more that you look to others and hone your craft, and this is a big part of practice is reading, reading other bloggers, reading other books. Those things will help you not only creatively but also uh, in developing your style uh, and in making sure that your writing is the best it can possibly be. But the more you do that, the more you practice those things, the better it's going to get, and the better it gets, the more people are going to come reading it. And the more readers you have, uh, you know, the more you might write. And that writing is just going to make your writing better. And that's going to bring more people. And it's a very cyclical thing. At the same time, uh, if you do not practice, you just throw things out there and say, well, there's, you know, if, if you're writing something, this is a ministry technology podcast. If you're writing something that, well, there's there's a good amount of scripture in here and uh, I have a few good ideas that are, you know, are very interesting things I found in Bible study. That's not going to cut it a lot of the time. You've got to write it well. That's not to say that it's all on you, but you can get in the way of this great message that you have because uh, the way you wrote it was not very good. When I first started writing, uh, I was writing just for the youth group that I was a part of. Uh, as a junior, I believe, maybe sophomore and junior year uh, of high school. I was writing for the youth group I was a part of, and I was asked about uh, what one of my titles meant. I had a word in there that was weird, uh, that it, was, it wasn't very commonly used. I explained it in the article, but she asked me what it meant, and I said, well, read the article, and I explained what it means. Uh, and she said, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. I'll go ahead and read it. Uh, but then... After that, uh, uh, one of the other girls that was standing there with her said, I didn't read it, and she said, I haven't read the last few because they have a lot of grammatical errors in them. And so here I am thinking that, okay, I'm doing this good thing by putting these articles out because they weren't even getting out for our group in the first place, and then I get hit with that. At first, it, it hurt a little bit. My very first reaction, of course, was to just write her off and say, well, that's just ridiculous. But then I started to pay more attention to how I wrote, and it started to matter a lot more to me. That doesn't mean I've not made any gra grammatical errors since. Uh, I certainly have. Uh, I continue to now, but I, I do do my best uh, to make sure that those are minimized. I'll write it, and I'll take a day off, and then I'll come back to it and just read through it and go, okay, this needs to be worded better. This word is spelled wrong. I use the wrong there. I use the wrong your. That stuff matters. Uh, and so 
you have to practice in order to get those things. But I, I say that story to tell you it is extremely important that you do the best job that you can in putting things out. There is nobody online to stop you from posting anything you want. So you have to make the decision. If I am going to put this out here uh, and I'm going to represent Christ with the writing that I'm putting out, do the best you can. Because putting out something that says, I'm a Christian and let me write about this Christian thing and is horribly written and full of errors doesn't just look bad on you. It looks bad on the person you represent and his church. So you have to practice uh, if you want your stuff to be read and if you want your stuff to be effective. Uh, And it does greatly help out the rest of us who are also writing uh, in Christ's name uh, on in our articles and things. So you need to practice. Here is the fourth P, second one for this episode, promotion. This kind of takes place in two parts. You need to promote others and you need to promote yourself. Uh, One of the biggest things online is the promotion of others. That is how people become more and more successful. If you are familiar with YouTube at all, uh, when you go and watch uh, various people, it doesn't matter if they are gamers or if they are just everyday Uh, vloggers recording their life through video. Uh, A lot of them live in the same area because uh, it's it's the California area. There's a lot of YouTube-related events and conventions that happen in California. So a lot of them live there, and they collaborate to some degree, and that's what I mean by promoting others. They are in each other's videos, or at the very least, they'll say, you know, we are this uh, audiovisual channel. That's that's one that I watch on YouTube. And at the end of every episode, their behind-the-scenes stuff, they promote other creators who are making things that fit along the same lines. Other screenplay type of stuff, other music type of stuff. And they go and kick it to other people. They're not necessarily collaborating together, but they are promoting other people's content that you might enjoy. I cannot tell you how many of those... YouTubers I watch now uh, are from... uh, Many of the YouTubers I watch now have been from promoted things like that because another bigger YouTuber I was watching said, hey, you should go check these people out. They do some similar things and they're interesting. And so I went and watched and then I watched a second video and a third. And now I subscribe to their channel and they've kicked me over to other channels. And it's, again, a very cyclical type of thing. Collaboration, promotion of others is a huge deal. Uh, You can be successful in blogging, podcasting, anything you're doing online without promoting others, but first of all, if there are other Christian writers, if your purpose is to get the message of Christ out and there are other Christian writers, have them write for your website or just promote their content from time to time. Uh, on most Fridays on Strong Church, uh, our, our Facebook page, we we feature two different articles. Sometimes they are start-to-finish writers. Uh, sometimes they are people that have nothing to do with start-to-finish. Uh, they are just other Christian writers who wrote about something that we found to be uh, well-written or profound or whatever it was, and we promote them. We didn't, we didn't ask them if we could promote them. We don't tell them that we promoted them. We just go and promote those things because people need to see that message. And if it's not hits for us, it doesn't matter uh, because our goal is to get those messages out. When you promote others, that stuff comes back around to you too. I've I've had people write for Strong Church. I've written for Strong Church. Chris has written for Strong Church. We've done things 
uh, with with various magazines and all over. That's what happens when you promote others. So you've got to be okay with including other people and with pushing uh, the articles of other Christians whom, whom you enjoy uh, and be okay with that. Promotion is a very good thing uh, when it comes to blogging. But here's the biggest reason I put promotion as one of the things for starting a blog. You are spending all this time, if you're doing blogging correctly, writing, making sure that it's well-written. You are spending all of this time planning ahead on the things you want to do. You've spent all this time thinking of the purpose, how you want to achieve that purpose. And then you go and you start this blog, you get it to look all nice, you spend all this time on the article, you get it posted, and then you don't share it with anybody because you don't want to you don't want to be that person. You have to be okay with promoting yourself. If you have spent the time doing the things that you need to do in a blog post, writing it well, you've done your Bible study well if it is Bible related, uh, you've done your research well regardless of what the topic is. And you spent all this time and effort on it, go and tell people to come see it. And ask them to, if they think that it's worthy of sharing, ask them to share it. Be okay with that. You don't necessarily need to do that every time. You can overdo that for sure. But don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to say, I wrote this. Would you, would you tell me what you think? You know, this is one of my first articles. Will you let me know? Uh, I, I just want to get better. This is something I want to do. Promote yourself. And it's not promote you because you are worthy of some kind of uh, praise or uh, adoration or anything like that. It's you promote your content because your content in its purpose ultimately uh, in this ministry technology podcast is to promote God, is to glorify Him, to, to spread His message. And so you're sharing that because you wrote something that is worth reading. If what you wrote is not worth reading, you shouldn't even worry about not promoting it. You shouldn't be writing it in the first place. Just don't write. But if what you've written is important, if it could help someone, if it could encourage someone, if it could challenge somebody, share it. Ask other people to share it. Don't be afraid to promote the stuff that you have spent all of this time on. Uh, If it's worth it to read, then tell other people about it. Uh, Don't be afraid to do that. Uh, yes, you can overdo it. You will probably think you're overdo. If you're too afraid to promote it, I guarantee you when you do promote it a couple times, you're going to think you're oversharing already. Uh, let that kind of be your guide as to, okay, what am I supposed to do here? Uh, there is no set, here is what overpromotion looks like, and here's the right amount or anything like that. Just put it out there. Uh, I Anytime I write an article, I put up a podcast, I post it that day. Encourage people to go see it. We post it twice on Strong Church, and that's that's really all I do with those things. That's not to say that that's the limit. Uh, I'm sure that I could do more uh, without being an oversharer, uh, but that's enough for me at the moment, and it, and it brings people to it and gets people aware of it, and then I, I encourage people some of the time, if they enjoy what they read or what they listen to, uh, that they go and share those things. You have to be all right with that. You're writing to a global market, It's the World Wide Web. You're writing to a global market. Uh, Don't be afraid to share it uh, because if you don't, nobody will ever see it and all this time that you've spent is going to be wasted. So you need to practice your writing. uh, Promote those things that you have written. And the last P here, uh, maybe as cliche as it might be, is prayer. From the moment you decide to start 
with this whole idea of writing at the beginning of your articles as you're writing them down, as you post them, be in prayer about those things from beginning to end. Uh, If you are writing something that you are hoping glorifies God, he needs to be a part of the process. Uh, You need to make him a part of that uh, writing process, that sharing process, that process that gets out to other people. I cannot tell you how many times I have written something that I thought, okay, this this might seem controversial to some. I I, I pray that this doesn't. Uh, I pray that this is not met with a lot of hostility or anger, but that it's able to encourage and challenge and, and accomplish what it's what I hope that it does, and and ultimately God that it glorifies you in that. I've prayed that a lot. Uh, you have to pray those those things. You, you've got to be involved in prayer if you want what you are doing to be successful. This is not me saying if you pray, then God will bring you hundreds of thousands of readers. Uh, but this is me saying uh, that if you want to be successful in any way, God has to be involved. So those are our five Ps. Purpose, plan ahead, practice, promote, and pray. Uh, you do those five things and your blog will be on a, on a great track towards being read, towards being successful and reaching people. Once you have all those things put together, uh, and that it's going to take some people longer than others, but they are all necessary. Uh, if you want to start a blog without any of these things, you're going to have a very rough time uh, and will probably fail uh, pretty quickly into it. So you need to know why you're doing this, Plan ahead on those things. Practice that writing so that it is well-written and that it brings people into what you're, uh, what you're trying to say. Don't be afraid to promote those things to other people. And from beginning to end and everywhere in between, be involved in prayer and the writing process, the promoting process, and all of it. This has been... Technically speaking, if you like this episode, consider sharing this with other people. I really appreciate that very much to get the word out about what we're doing here, not just on this podcast, but on Strong Church and all the things that we're doing with that. Uh, Let me know what you'd like me to talk about. I've got things lined out, but I would uh, also love to uh, answer the questions that the people listening have. And you can get a hold of me at jdaviddodgen at gmail.com. You can also add me as a friend on Facebook. I'm pretty liberal about who I add as a friend. You can send me a message there. Be happy to to converse with you in that, uh, talk about past episodes or potential future episodes. Uh, That's all that I have for today. I'll see you next time.